This is David Alexander, head coach at the Broken Arrow Tigers. You're listening to Inside Tiger Football, presented by Rib Crib. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Inside Tiger Football, presented by Rib Crib. Alongside the head coach of the Broken Arrow Tigers, I'm Charlie Hanema. Glad you're on board as we look back at Broken Arrow's 55-14 win over Westmore and look ahead to Thursday night's home game against the Edmond Santa Fe Wolves. Coach, a, a big win down on the road in kind of a, uh, a tough weather environment, but man, it, it seems like injuries just keep being the story. Injuries are the story so far of this season. Yeah, you know, we played well. We made some big plays offensively, defensively, you know, a couple special teams, nice plays down there at Westmore, and we did what we were supposed to do, but... Boy, every week we're handing out uh, boots and slings, and uh, we just keep, um, you know, missing a guy for a week or two weeks, and uh, it's uh, it's it's testing us. Big story in this one, um, Sanchez Banks. Obviously, we'll get into right. him. He took over as the starting running back with Kiwan Tolbert out, and goes for two hundred plus. Just tell me what uh, you saw from him. <laughs> man, everybody on the whole team loves Sanchez. He's a young man that's uh, he's got a he's got a. A great story behind what his final finally getting some success. Um, one of the hardest working guys we've got on the team, and one of the guys that always walk around with a smile on his face, and that attitude and his work ethic paid off for him uh, this week, getting a start and racking up uh, a bunch of yards and a bunch of touchdowns. And everybody, everyone on the sidelines, the coaching staff, all everybody was really excited for Sanchez. How valuable can his story be just for your program going forward? Because when you have so many guys, right. you know, sometimes there can be this, you know, it can be discouraging when you're not the first guy or the second guy or even the third guy to say, right. hey, well, I'm just going to kind of go through the motions. But you've got guys, especially this season, who have been stepping up who we hadn't heard of in, in yeah. August and September, and now they're key players. It's Well, it's, a, it's great. It's great ammunition for Coach Alexander to use in, in meetings and talk about after practices about staying focused and learning your job because when you're the third or fourth team guy, you don't get any reps in practice, right? You may get one or two. And so on those reps, you better know your assignment, better know where to line up, right? So you can impress somebody, impress Coach Alexander or, or your position coach, and then, right, if you keep doing that enough times, you'll get your opportunity on a Friday night or in, the, or in last week's case, Thursday. You've got fall break this week. So Tuesday, today, the last day kids were in school. So you got right. them free the rest of the week. Just what does that do um, with another Thursday night game? And, and how do you balance when, just another kind of different routine? Yeah, well, we, you know, we think we've got a pretty good routine that we've kind of changed over the years. And we've stuck – so the last couple have been kind of the same. Um, you know, we try to te- treat it just like their school. So – like, there's school today, but tomorrow, no school. But we'll bring the kids in at the same time, just like they had class. Uh, we'll have 1 o'clock treatments and 2 o'clock meetings, and we'll be out of practice at normal time. Uh, game day being on Thursday, uh, we'll get them up there for breakfast. We want to feed them, make sure they get out of bed and, you know, not up all night playing Fortnite. So we'll get them up and, and feed them breakfast and then uh, a few meetings and then release them to have a little bit of free time. And then we'll get them back um, 3 o'clock, and we'll start our game day routine. All right, Broken Arrow and Edmond Santa Fe coming up Thursday night at Broken Arrow Memorial Stadium, 7 o'clock kickoff for that one. We'll take a timeout here on the show, look back at last week's win over Westmore, and then later we'll catch up with Executive Director of Athletics, Steve Dunn. Stay tuned. You're listening to Inside Tiger Football, presented by Rib Crib.
Welcome back to Inside Tiger Football, presented by Rib Crib. Charlie Hanneman and Coach Alexander back with you as we look back at Broken Arrow's 55-14 win over the Westmore Jaguars. Coach, you got a big pass play early to Keon Barnett, a new receiver in the mix. Yeah. I know he's been involved a little bit, but sure. but man, the move he put on that kid to, to really have that juke on the far side and then go 42 yards to the house, what was that one like? Well, we're all... Um, we've all been kind of waiting for Keon to kind of break out. We know with, with the football in his hands, he can be dynamic. You know, he started off his career and as a younger young younger player in junior high as a running back. So when we get the ball in his hands, he can do some stuff with it. But, it, you know, it's learning where to be and how to get there and when to, when to get there so the quarterback can throw you the football. Uh, and hopefully his role will grow as the season goes on. Had some trouble with the snap there. So the two-point conversion, uh, which was really a failed kick, but doesn't count as a failed kick, goes down. It's 6 nothing, and then you get a fumble. Westmore had all sorts of trouble with the snap. Right. And you take over on the 9, and there's Sanchez in from a yard out, and all of a sudden you blink, and it's 13 nothing. Uh, great way to start, right? Get off the bus, and um, we, we appreciate uh, Westmore giving us a little motivation. We, we have to run past them to get to warm-ups, and they were wolfing at us a little bit. So we appreciate that. I'm going to contribute contribute some of that to our fast start and then uh kind of went back and forth a little bit second quarter michael matthews gets to the end zone 17 yard touchdown run just tell us about him because that was another player that nobody really had heard of going into last night or you last know, week you know and michael really hasn't even start hadn't even started a jv game yet um at tailback you know we've been splitting his practice time just trying to get him to learn a lot of football at between running back and free safety and you know but with all the guys nicked up and not being able to play He's, he's in there in the mix, and, you know, he's, we know he's got some speed because we've tied him in the 40 and watched him do agility drills, but, uh, you know, made some guys miss uh, all night and had some little burst. It was, it was a great little changeup to Sanchez. Yeah, what was he doing so well? Obviously, he kept riding the hot hand, just kind of sure. from, from your perspective, what made him have success? Well, he's not a very big young man, so his vision is what gave him some success. You know, we were obviously having a pretty good night up front with the offensive line. Um, but man, he was reading the zone play, bending it back behind the double team, um, and being patient behind the, the pullers when we were running the gap scheme stuff. So he had a, he had a fantastic night. He finished with 15 carries for 162 yards in that touchdown. So not a bad debut, especially well, for somebody that you weren't really expecting to get a whole lot of. Right. Well, a guy that averages over 10 yards a carry coach Alexander needs to get him the ball more. Absolutely. And then. Had a little bit of a slip up there, just kind of a broken play. Uh, they went 85 yards on a on a one play uh, pass drive there uh, on, the, on the far well the far side from you, the near side from right. from us in the booth. But what'd you what'd you break down on that one? Well, you know you've got a, a sophomore corner over there starting, um, and you know they're just running a little bubble screen, and he the cardinal sin came inside of the block, and the guy ran around him and down the sidelines. You know if, if uh, the corner stays outside. You know, it's probably a three or four or five yard gain. The pursuit can get there, but when the corner comes inside and the, and the receiver stays locked up, then actually the corner does all he blocks the rest of the defense on their pursuit. And so it was really ugly. But um, hopefully, because um, that, that young man's going to start again this week, hopefully he learned from that and just, you know, try to do your job and stay in your gap. That made it 20 to seven, but then the Tigers answered late in the second quarter. Sanchez Banks, another six yard touchdown run, capped off a 12 play, 65 yard drive. Four minutes and 22 seconds. That There were some drives against Westmore last week that were kind of classic Coach Alexander Tiger football. So you had to, you had to like kind of the long, just power drives and being able to just run people over and, and chew it up. Well, you know, defensively, we were, we were hit and miss. We had some great plays defensively. Um, 
but so many different guys out there in new positions. You know, we weren't playing very sharp defensively, so it's okay. So let's even be more conservative. They can't stop us. doesn't seem like they can stop us for anything less than four or five yards. Um, you know, I got Coach Hill in, in my headset begging me to burn off five minutes every time we touch the football. And so, you know, that's just – that's just the way it worked. You know, a little team football, you know, keep the defense on the sidelines, keep them fresh, let Coach Hill kind of coach them up on the sidelines about what they're supposed to do. And we're going to hand the ball to big 205-pound Sanchez Banks. It was 27-7 at halftime. Um, any offensive lineman you want to shout out that maybe <laughs> did better than others or stood out, you know, better than – it's hard because they've been so good for so long. Sure. But you also don't want to make light of it because those guys are – I mean, they're – Great football players. Well, they are great football players. And, you know, and really, if you want to, you know, add a new guy to the mix, and we've seen the five starters for the previous five games, you know, we had a new starter at left guard. Um, Hunter Moore started at left guard, and he, he's a little smaller than the rest of those guys. Um, but obviously we're a kind of a right-handed dominant team behind Rame, as well as any good offensive line coach would tell you. And so we got a guy over there that's a little better puller, and uh, he had a really nice game. Um, good job setting up Sanchez for all those power runs. 27-7 at the half. Second half, you guys come out, and Sanchez pounds in another one to make it 34-7. You get a safety as Westmore just had all sorts of trouble and ends up, you know, uh, Pele in the punt snap out of the back of the end zone, <laughs> which you don't see very often. No. But, but uh, it happened. It was 36-7, and then Sanchez gets another one to make it 43-7, uh, and, and it kind of was over from there. Westmore got a late touchdown, and then, Year will cap it off with the field goal and another safety. Which how many times do you have two safeties in a game? Never. And then Julian Mosley was able to uh, pound it in there with the uh, with some of the reserve guys in front of him, and that's how we got to fifty five fourteen. But uh, another game where you got to get some players, some experience, and right. you know, experience is good anyway. But with the injuries sure. that we've been right. having this year, it's like, hey, let's get as many guys through there as we can to give them a little taste. Yeah, you got to give them a little taste. You know, it's not only just the, the playing part of it, but it's, you know, being in a huddle uh, where the coaches on the sidelines, uh, you know, calling plays and getting lined up correctly and making adjustments um, because never – things on, on game day are never exactly as they are when you're watching scout film or watching film. Um, you know, there's pieces moving and – and uh, referees and, you know, other teams talking to you. And so you have, to, you have to be able to quiet all that noise to be able to play football. And one of the things I think is interesting, especially with, with your running game and how things are designed, is that, you know, we've seen all these cutbacks and the flows and, and these lanes, and it's different when it's game speed, especially sometimes oh, yeah. with how dominant this offensive line is. And yeah. Spav talks about this all the time. It's like sometimes you think the defense is going to be here, but the offensive line did such a good job of clearing them out that where you thought you were going to cut back is now different right. because – they didn't play it how you thought they were going to play. Yeah, you you move you move people when we can move people out of their gap, um, and sometimes two to three gaps over, then it makes it hard for fits for the the second and third level guys. Um, and you know some of the guys we're handing the football to, you know Sanchez is not you know he's not designed to make people miss, but he is designed to run through arm tackles. So if the the the, the secondary fitter doesn't get squared up on him, he's not going to tackle him. And then you know uh, Michael and Julian and uh, you know, some of those guys we're handed to are, are pretty fast, pretty shifty. Sanchez Banks finished the night, 31 carries, 204 yards, four touchdowns. You kept telling me all preseason that we don't have a guy we can give it to 30 times. And then you give it to Tolbert <laughs> like 31, and then you right. get Sanchez 31. And so we might have found some durability here, but there's definitely some options at tailback. Jake Raines was a 5 of 8 passing, 96 yards, that one touchdown to Barnett. Didn't really need him to throw it a whole lot. Didn't get in a lot of – didn't really get behind the chains much in this game, which was Well, good. no, and, you know, and, uh, you know, you, 
And it was the game with it. Well, seven thousand mile per hour wind right, too. The game, the game within the game, right? And I've got you know Coach Hill begging me to do this and do that and burn clock and um, yeah, you know North Wind at twenty and first cold game, yeah, you know, and the we threw a touchdown to Isaiah Keller that gets called back and you know that kind of frustrates everybody. If he just runs straight down the middle of the field, it's a touchdown, but he runs outside the other receiver's block and gets a holding call, and so you know just just little things like that, um, but. When we can run the football and, and shorten the game and get home, get on the bus with a win, we'll take that every time. How much was the win a factor in that one? I mean, it looked like, you know, Westmore had all sorts of snap trouble. It's hard to tell right. what that meant. But <clears throat> even the ball was was not just off the tee on the on the kickoffs. It was rolling around a little bit after they'd spotted. Yeah, after they spotted rolling. It was quite a quite a big influence, especially when you're going – that stadium goes east-west. When you were going west, because the wind was really kind of out of the northwest – it was really difficult going that direction to be accurate with anything. Um, you know, we we were probably not going to punt going west unless it was, you know, fourth in a, a really long way um, because we were, you know, at best you were going to get a 15 or 20-yard punt. Um, now, going east, we were going to go ahead and punt because we, you know, you could, being left-footed, he could kind of pull across the ball and get a little, maybe a little extra roll with the wind. Team stats look like this: 400 rushing yards for the Tigers. Westmore finished with minus 20 or minus 10 rushing yards on 10 carries, so that seems to work. <laughs> Westmore did have some success in the passing game: 250, 257 yards there. But uh, when it comes down to it, you guys did what you needed to do, and it was a nice, yeah. comfor- nice, comfortable win. Nice, comfortable win, exactly. You know, uh, Westmore was five and zero and feeling really good about themselves as well. They should have. They've beaten some. They probably beat some teams that they were underdogs going into. You know, the, the, their more war. You know, they were underdogs in that game and, and won pretty easily. They, you know, they had, they had played pretty well. That quarterback for Westmore was a, is a really really good football player. Um, very tough, uh, very heady. You know, stepped up in the pocket, made throws down the field, and you know he he was a, he was a gamer man. I. With all the bad stuff that happened to him, with the bad snaps and other things going on, it had been very easy for him to lay down, but he did not. Another solid win for the Broken Arrow Tigers, now 5-1 and one on the season, undefeated in district play at 3-0. and oh. So Coach Alexander's team in good shape in that district race. We'll take another timeout. Back with Executive Director of Athletics, Steve Dunn, pinch hitting in the player segment. We'll catch up with him after this on Inside Tiger Football, presented by Rip Crib. Welcome back to Inside Tiger Football, presented by Rib Crib. Charlie Hanema, Coach Alexander, and now Executive Director of Athletics Steve Dunn is with us in our spotlight segment. And Coach Dunn, obviously, we know about the success for the football team over the past couple of years, but a lot of teams here at Broken Arrow doing really well this fall. Absolutely, it's been a great start to the 2019-2020 uh, sports seasons here at Broken Arrow, and uh, we will have our first uh, regional event tonight so excited to uh, get volleyball underway and talk a little bit about um, all of our fall sports and how they're doing let's start uh, with cross country just had the big conference meet yesterday and I know uh, Peyton Hinkle continues to impress and man she's just done so well here in her uh, broken arrow career tell us about the cross country team and and Peyton sure Peyton's such a, a phenomenal athlete a great student a great young lady a leader as a sophomore on that team and uh, looking to improve on last year's runner-up finish at the state meet as a freshman. 
uh, yesterday she brought home a Frontier Valley Conference championship, uh, running her personal best, but also the fastest time in Oklahoma this year. So excited for her. Um, also on the boys' side, uh, they finished a conference runner-up. And so just you've seen our times just get shaved uh, throughout this season. Uh, excited to move into our postseason next week and, and go compete for championships. And then when you look at volleyball, we've got regional play starting. Coach Bullen's Tigers have been just killing it. Um, picked the top teams around and, and Broken Arrows beat them. So uh, just kind of take us through where we are and what's still to come. You bet. So just, uh, again, another program. Just so excited for this group of young ladies, this coaching staff, Coach Bullen and his leadership in that program. Uh, right now they're 28-2. and two. Uh, It's the best record in Oklahoma. Uh, they're seeded number one going into the state playoffs. Uh, but as, as coaches, we know that uh, – we're only as good as our last play. We're only as good as our last set. We're only as good as our last game. And so uh, one thing that I admire about Coach Bowen and this group is you hear them talk every single day about one serve at a time, uh, one set at a time, one match at a time, one day at a time. So, um, you know, we can talk about records and seeds and rankings, but when it's all said and done, you're going to be lined up across from another team and you're going to be competing for the same thing and you've got to execute. And then softball, Coach King's team, um, you know, always kind of a threat on the state scene. They've been doing well. You know, regionals were here last week, and it was run rule after run rule. So uh, now it's on to the state tournament for softball. What's the latest there? Again, Coach King, his entire staff, that entire locker room of young ladies, they epitomize hard work, commitment, and commitment to the process. Uh, they've improved so much over the year. They're 37-2. and two. Again, best record in Oklahoma going – into the postseason, uh, three games last week in our regional that we hosted had three run rules. Um, they have the number one seed going into this tournament, but again, it's one pitch at a time. It's one inning at a time. We know that it's the, the team that lifts the trophy at the end of the year is the one who handles adversity the best. Bad things are going to happen just like in life. Uh, if, we, if we focus on how we're going to respond when things aren't going our way, then I think we're going to be where we want to be at the end of this postseason. Coach Alexander, I know um, this is a big high school, but a lot of your athletes and a lot of our kids still know each other. And just kind oh, of course. take me through what success can do for multiple teams. I mean, you know, other teams at BA are watching your football guys and your sure. football guys are watching the volleyball be number one. And it all just kind of builds on itself, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it, it absolutely builds on itself. Um, momentum is a great thing and it's school wide. I mean, uh, you know, you from the pride to the volleyball team to Coach King's softball team and hopefully over into the football team. You know, you look at the jungle. Um, the kids are going to all the events. They're going to the volleyball. They're going over to softball. You know, we're going to send the softball team off Wednesday evening. So it's uh, momentum is a, is a great, great thing you have in, uh, in your corner. Steve Dunn, Executive Director of Athletics. Anything else we need to know about the uh, fall sports season before we let you go? Show up. Wear black, wear gold, be loud. Uh, so uh, you'll see me talk often about Tiger Nation, and if you haven't shown up to an event, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. When you show up, you're going to understand exactly what that means. Um, we have the best fans in Oklahoma, um, the greatest community in Oklahoma. We have the recipe for success right here, and it takes all of us. So uh, show up, be loud, support your Tigers. I love it. Steve Dunn, Executive Director of Athletics. He's our guest in our player segment. We'll give him some free rib crib just for appearing on the show like everybody else. We'll take our final timeout. Coach Alexander and I are back to break down this week's game against Edmund Santa Fe. After this, you're listening to Broken Arrow Football.
Final segment of Inside Tiger Football presented by Rib Crib tonight as we get you set for Thursday night's game against the Edmond Santa Fe Wolves. 7 o'clock kickoff at Memorial Stadium. You can get your tickets in advance at Tiger Threads tomorrow, and uh, you can get them at the stadium on game day on Thursday or GoFan.com. We'd love to see you out at the woodshed as Broken Arrow takes on Edmond Santa Fe. Coach, the Wolves, 4-2 and two on the season. A couple district wins, 2-1 and one on the district front, win over Enid and uh, Edmond Memorial. Lost to UConn 31-21. Um, what do you see as you break them down? Man, uh, here's what I see uh, from Edmond Santa Fe. They are Jekyll and Hyde. Um, I, I really am not 100% sure what we'll see Thursday night. Um, the, a couple of their films, you know, they beat Mustang. And, man, they looked sharp. They were sharp in everything they did execution-wise, offense, defense, special teams. You know, and then a couple of those other games, uh, mistakes. And, you know, just – didn't look like a, a typical uh, Coach White team from Edmond Santa Fe, and so uh, I'm sure against the Broken Air Tigers, um, the you know we're going to get their best effort. You know, as always, you know Edmond Santa Fe teams have got kids that can run. They're, you know, you look at their track times every year, and they're up there in the top of the state. So you know we're going to defend some speed for sure. What's it like preparing your guys for for these West Side teams? I mean, honestly, because sometimes. Sure there can be a little bit of a tune-out factor. I know sometimes the community feels that, where it's like, here we go again. Right. Oh, they're four and two. Sure they are. Let's see what happens. Right. Well, yeah, and, and you know, there will not be, you know, it'll be fall break. Um, there's not going to be a big crowd there. You know, the pride's still going to be gone. Um, you know, and it's there won't be school, so the, the jungle will probably be down a little bit. So we're going to have to create, some own, create our own atmosphere. But, you know, as far as what's inside our locker room, um, you know, we set a goal of going and winning the district. And that's one of our goals we write down. And so, you know, Edmond Santa Fe is a good football team. They've played us probably tougher than anybody else on the west side. And so we need to be sharp, and we need to play a little better. And we need to, you know, some of these young guys that played last week are going to play again. You know, they need to play a little better than what they played last week. Uh, we're, you know, we just need to focus on, on what our goals are and get better. As you go down that list, can you let us inside the curtain on what some of those things you guys focus on as a team as opposed to just – what the final number is on the scoreboard when it comes to games like these? Yes, sure, right. Um, it's and it's all the little stuff that you that you work on pre-practice. Um, our alignments, our assignments, our eye discipline. We, this is both offensively and defensively. Um, you know, you'll see the groups that have played together um, all season without a bunch of injuries, right? Are really starting to play really, really well. You know, the receivers group hadn't had any injuries. Um, they're really starting to be sharp. The offensive line's obviously gotten better and better as the season's gone along. Um, defensive line's gotten better. You know, now, in secondary-wise, you know, when we talked preseason-wise, we talked that was going to be one of our strongest groups. And, unfortunately, we haven't had the same four starters any game this year. So that group has got to just, you know, trust each other. And that's a hard thing to do when you're a sophomore it's your first start. You know, trust your other guys to make, your, make all the plays. So but you gotta, you got to play your position and trust your teammates. All right, Coach Alexander, thanks as always for the time, and good luck to you and the Tigers Thursday night against Seven Fay. Thanks, Charlie. That's David Alexander for our crew here at the Sports Animal. I'm Charlie Hanema saying good night from Broken Arrow. We'll see you Thursday for more Tiger football. To listen back to today's episode of Inside Tiger Football presented by Rip Grip or to listen to previous episodes, podcast us on iTunes, Spotify, or SoundCloud. Just search Broken Arrow Public Schools.